Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today we've got a great nuclear revenge story of getting a teacher fired. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, I orchestrated my best friend's husband walking on her and her lover. He divorced and left her nothing. The first time I met her was at a party that my boss had organized for his wife's 40th birthday. It was an exquisite birthday party at a beautiful hotel. I had never been to one of those, even though I had dreamed for years of going to one. When my friend advised me to take up a job at the hotel, I was reluctant to do so, but it paid off eventually because I got to meet her. When we eventually became friends, we would call each other M-Girl. We both had the same name, and for years, I rehearsed what it would be like when I eventually walked up to her, stretched out my hand for a handshake, and told her that we both had the same unique M name. I grew up watching her on the TV and seeing her face and that of her family's on the local newspaper. Her dad was a popular human rights lawyer, one of those people who took a lot of pro bono cases but somehow was rich. Her mother was an expert dressmaker. She never quite expanded her dressmaking business but was most interested in making clothing for her family. She used to make comments with pride about abandoning a career in designing and tailoring to cater to her family. A comment that irritated my mother who was, at the time, overworked and tired of being the breadwinner of our family. Her mother did make good clothing for the family. Whenever she and her sister's picture were in the papers or they appeared on TV, They both were always dressed in gorgeous dresses and fine fabrics and colors. They were the perfect family. Her mother was the perfect wife and mother, and her father was a noble man, always there to save the weak and downtrodden. He had come from a wealthy family himself. Her grandfather was a wealthy lawyer and businessman, and her uncle took over her grandfather's company and was one of the richest men at the time. Her dad had declined a career in business and was more interested in learning the law and defending people and their political and social rights. Growing up, I hated myself for not being as rich as she was. My parents should have been rich too. I wish I came from money. My mom ran a small store in our neighborhood, one that my dad almost ran to the ground on four different occasions. When my mom was not around, he would walk into the store, pick out his stuff for his 21-year-old mistress and, of course, He would not pay for it. He was plain irresponsible and my mom kept making excuses for him. She refused to let the bum go, even when my siblings and I were already done with him and begged her to kick him out. He stole from everyone, even his children. Our tiny piggy banks were never safe with him in the house. Eventually, my mom asked him to leave. I was 16 at the time and I heaved a heavy sigh of relief and felt like a heavy weight I didn't even know was there on my shoulder had been lifted. Pack your bags and leave, my mother had said quietly one day. She had returned from work and saw him kissing a young woman right on the front porch. She drove away and said nothing to them. My dad thought it was business as usual and was unbothered. He simply went back in and continued with his day. That evening, my mom came in smelling of cigarettes and alcohol and she told him to leave. I was happy for her, but it was too late. She had lost her mind. 
She let him stay and break her soul for years, and she was unrecognizable after he left. She soon fell ill, and that was it. She died. Did my mom's death hurt me? Yes. But I wasn't sad because I'd lost a mother. I was irritated at the life of a woman who practically lived for a man who did not care about her. Anyway, this isn't about my mom, but my best friend. We were poor. My mom had four of us to take care of, and she did it all alone. I watched my sisters and brother make bad decisions and ruin their lives, and while I didn't blame them, I promised myself that my life would follow a different pattern. I may not have grown up in a wealthy family, but I was going to ensure that my children did. I knew just what I had to do to get where I wanted to be, and I knew what I had to use, my beauty. My beauty was, and frankly still is, my biggest talent. Come on, don't roll your eyes at me. Beauty is a talent for it's one thing to have it and another to know how to wield it. I was going to make a name for myself. I was going to make money and I didn't care if I had to be a mistress to five wealthy men. I was going to do whatever it took to have a family like one of my best friends that I'd seen in pictures. Years later, I had met the girl I dreamed of befriending for years and not only was I interested in being friends with her, but she also wanted to be my friend too. Nearly everyone wanted to be friends with me. That was the way the world worked and I had just had a breakthrough in my modeling career. My friend soon became my best friend. We went everywhere together and when her millionaire boyfriend asked her to marry him, she asked me to be her chief bridesmaid. All was well with us until I met a young basketball player one summer. I fell in love with him instantly. He wasn't as rich as the men I was used to, but he was young and extremely attractive. Are you in love with him? My friend had asked when she caught me staring at him at a beach event. Yes, I smiled shyly. I've never felt this way about anyone, I told her. I mean, I swore to never fall in love, but look at me, falling harder than anyone I've seen in love. I'm happy for you, she said and rubbed my kneecaps gently. The next few days after, my best friend and I planned different ways to put myself on his radar. A guy that is that attractive will usually have many women chasing after him. You must never appear to be chasing him, she warned. Of course not, I agreed. When he asked me out to lunch at the private beach that day, I excitedly told my friend and we planned my outfit. We went on a date and it was nice. He was a perfect gentleman. Opening doors, pulling out my chair and listening to me so attentively. I had never met a man who was that interested in what I had to say. The guys I went out with hardly wanted to hear me speak. They were content to just watch me. Sitting so close to him, I became aware of how incredibly handsome he was. He had the tightest jaw I had ever seen. After a while, I asked him if he'd ever considered a career in modeling. He smiled, showing those perfect, even teeth. He certainly had done some work on them, but they looked very real, very fitting of his beauty. He would never consider a career in modeling. It's just not my thing. I don't like to imagine people staring at me and thinking of sex. It would kill me. No offense to you. He was being careful because I was a model and I respected him for that even though I sensed he had more to say. People often think that models are airheads and bimbos who have nothing intelligent to say but I was going to prove him wrong. Just as I was about to start a conversation that a man like him would consider an intellectual topic, I saw my best friend walk in with her husband. It wasn't unusual for her or her husband to be there. It was a luxurious hotel with great food. It was a place where rich and affluent people would eat. 
I wondered if I'd told her that my date was bringing me there. Oh, hello, she called out to us and waved. She then pulled her husband, who looked very uninterested, to our table and introduced the men. What a pleasant surprise. I managed to fake smile. You're welcome to join us, my date offered. No, I wouldn't want to disrupt anything. He smiled, stood, and pulled out a chair for her to sit on. Our table was large enough anyway. Soon enough, they made their orders and my best friend began chatting away with my date. I noticed that she had that special voice on, the one she used when she wanted to impress someone. They soon got talking and chatting away. I stole glances at her husband. Surely he must be annoyed about what was happening, but he barely cared. He was too busy with his phone. In annoyance, I excused myself to visit the ladies' room, expecting that my best friend would come after me. But she was too engrossed in her conversation and laughter with my date to even respond when I told her I was leaving. After that date, he never reached out to me again. The one time I ran into him at another beach event, he merely asked me to say hello to my best friend. I was jealous, and rightly so. She knew I was in love with him, yet she came to our table and seduced him. I decided I was going to forgive my friend and move past it. She probably didn't know she was interrupting our date when she did. She was probably bored. Who wouldn't be? If I were married to her kind of husband who barely gave her the time of day, I'd be bored too. For a week, I barely saw her. Twice, I ran into her at a fashion show I walked in, but we only exchanged eye contact and left. I invited her to my tiny apartment after the week passed. I was moving out and had been boxing my stuff. The apartment was awesome when I first moved in, but it had become too tiny for my stuff. She looked around carefully and begged me to give her my apartment. It is just perfect for me, she said. I looked at her as though she was crazy. She and her husband had the finest apartment I'd ever seen. There was no way she wanted to live in my old apartment, and I told her this. Oh, it isn't for me, she said, grinning like a child. I raised my brow, frowning. Who is it for, I asked, wondering what my new hobby my friend had taken interest in and wanted to use my apartment for. Perhaps she wanted to start a book club. Rich board wives were always starting something new. She said, listen, I've done something terrible, whispering and looking around for a listener even though we were all alone. I moved closer to her. What happened, I asked, almost whispering too. She then told me that she was having an affair with the professional basketball player, the one I was in love with. At first, I thought she was joking. It just had to be a joke, so I burst out laughing. I only stopped when I noticed the serious look on her face and her pout. Her pout was one of someone who always got everything they wanted and dared anyone to raise an eyebrow. I was shocked. Are you serious? I asked, managing to conceal how betrayed I felt. She said, yes, I know you liked him, but he was in love with me. He told me that he had been for a while and who wouldn't want him, eh? I smiled and rubbed her shoulders. Okay, honey, what about your husband, though? Are you going to leave him? She looked at me as though I was stupid. Of course not. Not only was my married best friend having an affair with a man she knew I was in love with, but she was also asking to use my apartment for their rendezvous. I agreed to let her use it after I had moved out. That night, I cried myself to sleep. I felt like a serious injustice had been done to me. A month later, I moved out of my apartment and the basketball player moved in. I had become irritated by him. What sort of self-respecting man allows himself to be kept by a married woman? I was going to get my pound of flesh, but was going to take my time. 
The perfect time to strike came up when I heard that my best friend's husband was looking for an apartment for her. Just as I thought she had grown bored and was now looking to start a book club, her husband intended to give her an apartment for that purpose. He asked me for help while making me promise not to mention it to her. My older sister worked in real estate, so I introduced them. I then told her about my plan to make sure that he walked in on his wife and her lover. I handed her the spare key I had in my apartment. The plan was simple. I would take note of a time when my best friend would be in the apartment with her lover. Then my sister would take her husband there to see the house. He would then run into his wife and her lover. I called my friend one Thursday afternoon and asked to have lunch together. I'm afraid I can't. I'm engaged in some extracurricular activities, she said, laughing. I was repulsed by her lack of shame. I called my sister. It was time to get stuff done. Just as we both planned, her husband had walked in on her nearly naked, cuddling her lover. He had gotten so violent that my sister had to run out. Before long, he divorced her and left her with nothing. Interestingly, she found out she was pregnant at the early stages of the divorce. But her husband told everyone who cared to listen that the child was not his. Her parents were very embarrassed about what had happened and had pulled strings to minimize the attention her actions got, but word still got out. Her pristine character was soiled forever. I just gotta say that OP's, I'm assuming, ex-friend is either not the brightest or had the most confidence that OP would be a ride-or-die friend if they were willing to go to OP and tell them in private, hey, actually, I'm hooking up with the person you said you were really into. I just don't understand how they could say that with such confidence, assuming that OP would be completely okay. That said, our next story is, teacher was a jerk, so I got... Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I'm fired. Back in high school, there was a time I was sure I wasn't going to graduate. That thought usually kept me up at night because at the time I had the notion that the only way to succeed in life was to go to college get good grades, and get a job as a corporate lawyer or a hedge fund manager somewhere, but I was so sure this was out of reach for me. Why, you ask? Well, because I had a teacher, we'll call him Mr. A, who decided that instead of trying his best to help the growth of teenagers with the potential to change the world, it would be better to spend every waking hour trying to make them feel like failures. Seriously, Mr. A was a real pain in the butt. Aside from being condescending and arrogant 100% of the time, he was also a racist. He had this mentality of white skin supremacy and even though he doesn't say this out loud, he shows it in how he treats the white and colored kids in the class. Personally, I'm sure that every night before he goes to sleep, he usually recites and reminds himself of all the reasons why his race is supreme and should be gods of the world. 
Anyways, this didn't bode well for me and some of the other colored students in the class. No matter how much we tried in his subject, English, we never got A's or B's. And anytime we complained, he usually had one excuse or the other on what we did wrong. If we tried arguing with him, we got detention. So we decided that we had had enough, and we got him fired. Now, I appreciate that our means of getting justice was a bit... wrong, but you will all agree with me that he had it coming. Besides, if we didn't do it, our futures were at stake. To better your understanding of the story, I have to start at the top. My mom and I had to move away from Philly because my parents got divorced. When that happened, she actually got the apartment, but she decided that she couldn't stay in it. You see, she caught my dad cheating, and it wasn't his first time. They had settled it amongst themselves before once or twice, but that time was the last straw, and she just couldn't take it anymore. So after the divorce was finalized, she sold the apartment and we moved to a new city. The change was not especially pleasing to me because I had a lot going on in Philly. I was one of the top tier students in my class, and I had lots of friends. I even had a girlfriend, but with the move, we decided that we were too far apart to maintain our relationship, so we had to break up. That wasn't even the worst problem. Even when the divorce trial was going on, mom moved us out of the house and we were staying at a motel. We had just resumed high school freshman year at the time. After it was finalized, the semester was not yet over, but mom made us move anyway. So when we got to the new city, I had to start a new school mid-semester. It was either that or being homeschooled, so I decided to start the new school. The next Monday, immediately after we moved into our new apartment, I got up early and got my breakfast. My mom and I didn't talk much that day because I was still kind of pissed at her for not allowing us to stay in Philly, at least until I finished the school year. I knew that it wasn't her fault and she has a lot to deal with, but still, I was pissed and I couldn't help it. She offered to drive me to school because she had an appointment at a firm where she had applied for a job and it was on the way to my school, but I declined. I told her I needed to get to school myself so I could get used to the road and the city and she said okay. I got to school a few minutes before the first bell and I went to the principal's office for the necessary registration. Then he took me to my first class and introduced me to my fellow students. Then I took an empty seat at the back of the class and had the first class. At the end of the first class, which was physics, I went to the hallway to get my books for the next class, English. As I got to my locker, I turned to the side and saw two guys step out of the physics class. They were both black, like me. They turned to me and waved. I waved back and they walked over to me. Then they said hi and introduced themselves. The taller one was Akeem, while the other was Dylan. Then they asked why I resumed mid-semester. I didn't want to tell them about the divorce because it was kind of personal, so I just simplified it by saying that there were some issues with the family. They nodded in understanding and asked if I was coming to English class. I said yes and picked up my note. Then we walked together to class. As soon as I stepped into the class, I saw Mr. A looking into a notebook. As he turned his gaze up to face me, I noticed a slight frown on his face. Then he motioned for me to come over. I tried introducing myself, but he didn't seem to care about that. All he asked about was how I think I was going to cope by resuming halfway into the semester. 
I explained that the situation couldn't be helped, but before I could complete my explanation, he said in a not-so-kind tone that I should have opted for homeschooling till the end of the semester, because he didn't like students dragging him behind with his lesson plan. I was really surprised at his attitude towards me. I was a new student, and I kinda expected that he was going to take it easy with me on my first day. It wasn't like I was looking for special treatment though, but at least. Anyways, I explained to him that English was one of my favorite subjects, and I was going to do the work to catch up to where the class had gotten, if I hadn't gotten there already. We ended the class less than an hour later, but I wish I could say it ended without hassle. I was taken aback by the way the teacher, Mr. A, taught. Throughout the class, he made snide comments and jokes about colored people. Most of the time, he would derail from the teaching flow just to make his joke, and at the end, he would try to cover up by saying that he meant no offense. By the end of the class, I walked up to Hakeem and Dylan and asked him what his problem was. They merely laughed it off, saying that Mr. A had always been like that, so they had gotten used to it. Gotten used to racism? What the heck? I asked them if they had tried to report his behavior, and they said that it was no use. For some reason, the other teachers and students like him, so they don't take any allegations against him seriously. Besides, the last person to report him was a senior who was failing all his classes. He had told the school authorities that Mr. A was targeting him because he was colored. He might have been taken seriously if he was doing well in other subjects, but since he wasn't, they decided that he was just being vindictive. Dylan told me not to worry about it and that I was going to get used to it soon enough. But that wasn't all. The Friday of that same week, we were having a pop quiz. Like I said, I was a top-tier student in my former school. I didn't get there by spending all my time watching everything DC. Every day after school, I took a few hours of my time to read up on what we had done the day before. And because of this, no pop quiz or test ever phased me. I finished the test a few minutes before anyone else in the class. And without breaking a sweat, by the time he marked and distributed the results, I got a C. I could not believe my eyes as I stared down at the letter C boldly written with a red marker on my paper. It had to be some kind of mistake, I told myself. So I went back to Mr. A to complain about the result. I could tell that he was pissed that I was bold enough to contest my result, but I didn't care. I was sure I was supposed to get an A on that quiz and he was going to explain how I got a C. He gave me a bogus answer about technicalities and how he taught his students to answer questions. I didn't understand half of what he was saying, and I told him that immediately. When he continued to defend the grade he gave me, I lost it and yelled at him. To be fair, I was pissed already, because my mom and I had a fight at home about something. I can't really remember what it was. He immediately gave me a detention. I could not believe it. I had never experienced anything like that in my former school. I had always known that some teachers could be jerks, but I didn't expect it to be like this. That same day, I complained to Dylan and Hakeem, but just like the other days, they just laughed it off and told me to try to lay low in his class. They explained that it was only going to get worse if it seemed to Mr. A that I was trying to challenge his authority. I asked them what they scored and they said they also got the same grade as I did. It was obvious that we were being targeted because of none other than the color of our skin. But to be sure, I approached some other white students in my class and asked them how they did on the test. 
Most of them scored higher than I did. I wanted to report the issue to my mom, but she had her problems, and I didn't want her worrying about me, so I decided that I was going to let it slide and see if there was going to be any change. We had one more test before the exams, and I got another C in that one. Then after the exams, when the results came in, I was shocked to find out that I didn't even stay on a C, but I dropped down to a D. I was so bitter about this that I contemplated going to the principal myself to report Mr. A, but my friends told me not to because he wouldn't do anything about it. Besides, Mr. A could always blame the fact that I resumed mid-semester and couldn't catch up with the rest of the class. By the end of the day, I decided that I was going back to Philly. I just couldn't keep failing an English class because the teacher didn't like me. It didn't make any sense. My dad still lived in Philly and even though at that point he knew I hated him, he was still going to let me stay in his place. I don't think it needs saying, but I wasn't thinking straight. When I got home, I realized that if I decided that I wanted to go back to my dad's, I was going to leave my mom's heart broken, and even though we had our differences, I wasn't going to do that to her. Instead, I was going to tackle my problem head on. I had the whole summer holiday to think about it. It was obvious that if I wanted to go through the legal procedures, I had to make a really strong case against Mr. A. And even if I did that, there was still a chance that the school authorities were going to rule against me. So I knew that the only way to get the justice I and many others deserved was to take the low road. A few days after we resumed for sophomore year, I had the plan all mapped out. All I needed was help from my friends. I rode my bike to the basketball court a few blocks away from my apartment. That was where Hakeem and Dylan spent most of their weekends, because they were on the basketball team. As expected, I met them there and I told them my plan. They wanted no part of it at first, but I explained that all I needed from them was to help me get some supplies. By supplies, I meant a bottle of gin. Then, one day during lunch break, after Mr. A left his office, I told Hakeem and Dylan to be on the lookout while I snuck into his office and picked the lock of his drawer. Then I dropped the bottle inside and hurried out. The initial plan was to put some into his water or coffee or whatever he was drinking so that he could fail the breathalyzer test, but his table was clean, no water or drink in sight, so I had to improvise. I sent an anonymous note to the principal saying that I saw Mr. A drinking from a bottle of liquor the day before. Because I said the day before, it meant that even if he had passed the breathalyzer test, the fact that the bottle was still in his drawer it meant that maybe he didn't drink that day he was caught, but he did the day before. The principal, along with the janitor, went to Mr. A's office and told him of the letter. He promptly denied it and even went as far as telling them to search his office. When they checked his drawer, they found the half-empty bottle of gin, which I had hidden. I wasn't close to the office at the time, of course. I didn't want to arouse any suspicion in myself. Instead, Dylan stayed close to watch the event unfold. Mr. A was summoned to the principal's office, and after a few minutes, he went back to his office to grab his things. It was later announced that day that he had been indefinitely suspended, and we were going to be having a substitute teacher in the meantime. Once again, I wasn't proud of how I got rid of Mr. A, but all is well that ends well. In an event like this, where you know a teacher is so biased and racist, and you manage to find a way to get them booted, 
Would it be so hard to hold back from just dunking on them with that knowledge? Sending them some kind of see you later message or something? Or is them just being gone good enough as it is and satisfying enough? I'd like to know what you guys think, but with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 